Sound, 2000 pop punk and emo pop retrospective. I am as always, and with me there are. What? What? D- did you cut out there? No, <laughs> no, I was just being silly. Just checking. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. I am as always, Elaine, and with me there are two other human beings. Say hello, human beings. Hello, I'm number two messed superfan, Sybil. <laughs> Hello, I am number one messed superfan, Adam. Apparently, literally everyone but me has a history with this band, and this band sucks. So today we're talking about <laughs> messed by messed. Why does everyone know about messed? I don't even know what a messed is. I'm sure it's a word that means something, but I don't know. And I don't care. Don't tell me. Oh, um, never mind. I won't tell you that it's probably an abbreviation for mestizo, which is basically a mixed Spanish and English. Oh, are they like, uh, are they like not white? I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of that it would be short for or a shorthand. Isn't like a, a, a part of a boat? You're thinking of a mast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, also, apparently it is an acronym in Scientology. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I didn't get, if if anything, I didn't get Scientology vibes from these dudes. No, they definitely feel more like they would start sucking off Joe Rogan instead of L. Ron Hubbard. News Radio's back on uh, streaming, by the way. I don't know what that is. News Radio is a sitcom that starred Phil Hartman, Joe Rogan, Dave Foley, and Andy Dick. Among others. Is that the one they are, that Aaron Sorkin wrote? No, God. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyhow, Mest. Talk to us about Mest, uh, Adam. What is your history with Mest? Um, so, there was one of their songs on their later albums, and I will not say which. Uh, was really wildly popular, at least in the circle of anime uh, music videos that I was watching for a while. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's the anime song. Okay, but what animus were set to that song? Oh, uh, you know, I think it was mostly Durarara. Acceptable. <laughs> As a professional anime liker, I have to judge that kind of taste, and I find it acceptable. I I feel that whenever I do this podcast, it's the only time in my life I'm the least weeb person in the room. Yeah, that's because you're not a professional anime liker. I am not a professional anime liker. I mean, I'm not either. That's just uh, what I did with my life for the first uh, 19 years. That's why I'm an arbiter of taste. (laughs) 
My history with Best, since I suspect that's where you're about to go, Ellie, is that I've actually seen them live at the Warp Tour. They were distinct enough that in hearing a couple of the songs on this record, I realized, oh no, I've heard this before. Oh no, it's when I took my sister to the Warp Tour as a chaperone. <clears throat> but not good enough that I could have named any of these tracks or put a face to any of them. Was this specifically in like 2003, 2004 for this record? Uh, it was 2005. I oh, looked okay. up which show it was. Yeah, so this would have been for their next record that we're also covering in two KFib years. Do you want to hear some of the other people who were on the 2005 work tour that you would sure. know of? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, also, uh, I also will let you know that I will start referring to the 2000 as KFib right now. It's com- okay. completely fiction. Never happened. Boy, Vince would love it if that were the case, wouldn't he? <laughs> so there was the All-American Rejects, the Ataris, Avenged Sevenfold, Bowling for Soup, the Dropkick Murphys, Mest, Motion City Soundtrack, Rufio, Simple Plan, Something Corporate, Story of the Year, The Suicide Machines, Thrace, Tsunami Bomb, Under Oath, Armor for Sleep, A Thorn for Every Heart, Atreyu, Big D and the Kids Table, the Soul Time Billy Idol showed up at the Warp Tour. Oh my god! Wasn't he like 50 by this point? Let me actually check. Uh, he would have been... Yeah, mid-50s. Yeah, fair. Not a critique. I fucking love Billy Idol. I mean, old people are allowed to like pop punk too. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Good on him. Good on him. The Dillinger Escape Plan. Fallout yeah, Boy. Yeah! Funeral this, for a friend. Were this, the, were this where they were touring with Mike Patton? Maybe. Because they did the record with Mike Patton, uh, Irony is a Dead Scene, which is really fucking good. Good Charlotte. Hawthorne Heights. Uh, Immortal Technique. Do MXPX, My Chemical Romance, The Offspring, Paramore, The Plain White Tees, Reliant K, Senses Fail, Strung Out, Strike Anywhere, The Transplants, and Voodoo Blue. I'll be honest, that's not a terrible lineup. There's so many more than this that I didn't read out because none of us would be able to know who the hell they are. There's like 50 people, and I don't know if they were all at the site I was at, because there's no easy way to check who was at what location. I, I guess they, they're not all at one place at once. They're not like a black hole of pop punk, where it's infinitely, infinitely dense with pop punk bands. Oh, let me tell you, that crowd was infinitely dense. <laughs> Did time slow around it? Yes, because the three hours I was there watching my kid sister and her friend felt like a full day in the heat with no shade. Rip. Anyhow, I got to play a bunch of PS2 games that weren't out yet because they had demo stations under a tent. Cool. Okay, uh, now that we have a little background about all of us really loving Mest, really being Mest super fans, um... Let's talk about this record, I guess. It's very bad. Fable, we have a bit of a history on Mast. Not much. I didn't bother to do any research. <laughs> so, tell us about the history of Mast. This is Ellie's Didn't Do the Work Corner. 
I did the work. I just did the minimum possible work that I could get away with. I judge your work unacceptable. Cousins uh-huh. Matt Lovato and Tony Lovato formed the band in October of 1995, and in what is one of the weirdest sentences I'm going to read today, the band's last guitarist, Jeremiah Rangel, joined the band in 1998. Uh, their previous guitarist was one of the Lovatos' brother, and Nick Giggler joined the band in 1997 before going on to be that guy from Family Guy. In 1998, the band clearly wanted to be sublime as they released Mo Money Mo Forties, their debut album on Maverick, when they were signed off the strength of Money and Forties, was Wasting Time, coming out in July 2000, followed up quickly after with Destination Unknown the next year. They toured with Goldfinger in the 2000s and then released a DVD because, my God, there was so much money floating around for pop-punk bands in the 2000s. Touring with Goldfinger led them to meet John Feldman, who took over on production for today's album, Messed by Messed, released in June 2003, the month Ellie turned 10. Yay! (laughs) I was a child. Still under Maverick Records, the album would peak at number 64 on the Billboard 200 Most Sold, mild success for a small release with a single single, Jaded. I'm gonna, when, when we come to Jaded, I'm gonna be really angry because that's not the single you go for if you're only having one single for your record, but yeah. But for now, we have to deal with Until I Met You. this record the first track is the best track oh not uh, fight me Th- this is the only the, the, the lone decent track on this record oh okay okay you're gonna hate my takes on this record then do you really like this record i think it is other than two lows a solid all right that is barely brought down by the complete competence of everything involved I think this is terrible. I think the vocal melodies are incredibly weak all over. I think this reeks of like that kind of sing-alongy, simple plan music, <laughs> but they're trying to be serious about it. I gave simple plan a lot of slack because they were silly, they were like juvenile, but like in a in a good way. They had a song about fucking an alien, which is like, okay, I know what you're doing. Like I'm not it's not for me. But like, I get it. That's You're doing a thing for the kids. They're just trying to be serious, which is like, no, they're bad at being serious, and they're bad at making music. I hate most of the... Well, hate is a big word. I think that most of this record is really weak. I think that most of this record is like a 1.5 to a 2 out of 5. Uh, this song is fine. This is like... This is probably my favorite song on the record. It's a very blank track. And I think they, when they go into that blink dimension, they sort of, that's where they, they're more comfortable with. Um, 
and it's a blink track. It has some Christmassy backing vocals for some reason, but that gives some personality to the song. I'll give it that. And uh, it's, it's sort of catchy. I, I do like the verses having that sort of rolling kind of characteristic, that very dramatic characteristic that then goes into a fairly catchy chorus. Literally the only chorus on this record that's catchy in any way. Uh, I think this should have been a single. This is like, fine. This is a fine song. I like the backing vocals. Hey, Adam, go first before I ether Ellie. <laughs> okay. So um, I do really like the instrumentation on this track and most of the tracks. Um, and I think that it sounds a lot like Simple Plan. And you know how I feel about Simple Plan. <laughs> yeah, um, you're a child, Adam. We get it. I <laughs> am not <laughs> going to dignify that with a response. Um, so my thing is that the lyrics, like with everything else on the album, are just kind of... Oh, boy. Okay, talk to us about the lyrics, Adam. They're very, very simple and kind of dumb. Shaking um, up the... They, they rhyme outside with inside, which is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. go for it, dude. Um... Within a couple of seconds, I realized, okay, they can swear, oh no, they might get misogynist. Yeah. Um, I laugh when you are crying and say inside you're dying. Yeah, they rhyme words that end with ing for like four lines. This is amazing. Yeah, I didn't notice this shit. Their lyrical sense is... um pretty bad but i fucking hate the way funny. i'm feeling because my fucking life's not changing yeah you put me down when you stop caring your fucking misery's my healing that's all the ings with mm -hmm. two fuckings <laughs> yeah that's it, that's a lot of this ellen yeah and i love it fair enough Look, I'm re I'm rewatching the whole of Supernatural for like the fifth time, so you know I'm not here to judge. Oh, you're not up to the car soul yet. Uh, n n well, I've watched the whole of it like two times uh, and plenty of other times, but now I'm a uh, I'm at season two right now. Oh, you're way before that. You're not even to Angel Town. I'm season three. Actually, started recently. Um, I am at the part where they introduce a lesbian character. Uh, and she shouts, I accidentally touched my girlfriend. And then she dies. Which is like, love that representation there. Hmm. So, I have some bad news for you, Ellie. This song is just completely miserable by lit, but less clever. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It just sandwiches it instead of doing the buildup. That, that 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 is fair. I I did like I didn't remember liking Miserable Pilot, even though they killed the person. That was the one where Pamela Anderson vored them all. Yes, I don't remember that video. Yeah. I. What? <laughs> See, there are certain things about this podcast that I block out of my memory on purpose. <laughs> Oh yeah, do you remember the band Lit just playing a song on her before a giant Pamela Anderson chased them around and ate them one by one? I do. 
I didn't until now, and I would have liked to have kept it that way. Carol, make the four noises. Oh. <laughs> no. Sybil, we're a family podcast. You're not allowed to make four noises on, on air. I, I'm making the soft four noises. That is, that is fine, but you should keep the, that for uh, people who are willing to pay you for that. <laughs> Which I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are people out there who Nobody pay pays us for this. There's no Patreon yet. If people start paying us, uh, other than the one time, I will stop uh, Vornoises. I can legally not be a part of a Patreon. <laughs> Anyhow, that's until I met you. Next up is Rooftops. Oh yeah, this is super simple planning. This is where I start just- this is where I go into this huge rant on my notes that I won't read because it's just me insulting the band repeatedly. Um... I don't know, the, the chorus is alright, I like that the tempo goes down, but they- they sound like simple plan, but worse. <laughs> they're lightweight, they're toothless, and this song is incredibly repetitive! I don't know why this is four minutes. I think this would have been way less offensive at two minutes. Like, if it was literally 50% of the song, they wouldn't have lost anything, because this is just repeating and repeating and repeating, and I would have been less angry about it. This is, they don't have far, four minutes of material. This is two minutes of material for the song, stretched to four minutes, for no reason. You're not, you're not a prog band. You're a simple, plan, shitty, poppy, punk band. Make two-minute song. So they would speaking, be way better. <laughs> speaking about the prog band thing, they do random openings on multiple tracks that do sound like they could have come off of the wall or early Pink Oh yeah, that, that's a spooky intro in the opening. Yeah, it happens on a couple of tracks. It's very weird. I love the spooky openings. I hate the spooky... Well, I generally love spooky openings, but in this case, it just made me check, like, four times that Spotify was working. So it, got, <laughs> so it annoyed me. Now you know how I, I do feel. <laughs> I, I was playing Legend of Grimrock 2, and, like, well I, well, I thought it was a game noise. I thought it was like, oh, is Spotify not working? Are these game noises? Uh, anyhow, my party in Grimrock 2 is... Uh, Adam, Sybil, Elaine, and Tom DeLonge, which I think was a really good joke. Yes. Adam Adam carries the stick. Adam is the one in charge of the stick. I don't understand. You, you hit people with it. We have a okay. stick to hit people. I do, I do like hitting people. This is fine. Yeah, yeah you're the tank. You're the magic <laughs> tank with a stick. Oh, God. Adam, the magic tank. Why do people keep on trying to put me into tank rolls? I am not built for that. Support? Yeah. 
What class would you be, Adam? Uh, I don't know, but I'm, like, at least a foot too short to be a tank. <laughs> <laughs> like, if the attacks can go, if the attacks can go over my head, like, there's nothing I can do about that. We just need to get you a big horny helmet to catch them. Mm. It's, it's fine, you're a magic tank, you can make, cast shield. Oh, okay. I see. So... Uh... Okay, what do we are have we any... talking? <laughs> yeah, rooftops. do we have anything so to, to say about rooftops? It sucks, right? Adam, rooftops. Uh, okay, so my take is that it sounds like Simple Plan, but worse, and I love it. Um, also, the lyrics are still <laughs> bad. <laughs> Up on the rooftop, listening to punk rock, nobody believed us this could be our one shot. This is like the Ataris at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think of it as what if flogging Molly came from SoCal, not Boston. <laughs> uh, that's a terrifying thought. Um, the fun thing is, you can play that game with any part of the US and it conjures up entirely different sounds. What if flogging Molly came from Texas? Okay, but. Do you realize that all of those thoughts are terrifying, right? I don't think there's, like, one version of this that you can say that doesn't make me cringe. <laughs> How about Wisconsin? I don't know what a Wisconsin is. <laughs> is that where Halloween is set? Let's go with yes. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Jaded. Not the, the Jade Cargill finisher. Sorry, I had to... Leave a wrestling reference. We have a wrestling reference in every episode. We do. All the summer nights spent wondering. So many questions asked, but no one's answering. Would it be okay if I left today? Took my chances on what you said was wrong. Now here I sit so far away, broken-hearted, tried to shit and only farted. That's jaded. What? Is that from the song? No, it's me making fun of the chorus with uh, a classic limerick that you would find written on truck stop bathroom walls. Okay. Um, how is this the single? The, everyone knows that the ballad is the third single. The first single is the fan song. The second single is a free space, and the third single is a ballad. We all know this. Everyone I knows didn't. this. Why is Jaded the first single? I didn't know about it. Just go look. Just, just go look at every record that we've covered, and you'll see that the first single is always the fan song, and the third single is always the ballad. The second single can be whatever you want. I see. You do realize that the history of Mest consists of a lot of links to their own Wikipedia page, and only one of their albums has an actual page. Not to mention that they don't even mention one album. Yeah. No. Mest is such a forgettable band, their Wikipedia page is a recursive loop, 
and it mostly talks about here's what everyone else did afterwards in case you wanted to find the one guy who was in an interesting song. Pop punk time loop. Pop punk time loop. Do you know what a pop punk time loop would be? A pop punk time loop would be listening to rooftops if it never ended. It just kept playing those same three stanzas over and over and over. <laughs> mm. Murder time. Uh, also, Benji Madden from Good Charlotte is on this, because of course he is on this. Yes, he's one of the only names that has blue text on it on the entire page for Mess Wikipedia. <laughs> My first note on this is great, because I, the first time I listened to this record, and I was taking notes, but I was multitasking because I was playing, uh, again, Grimrock. Uh, so I was writing very short notes, and my first note on this is just pathetic ballad. Cringe which, fail which ballad. Is, yeah. <laughs> this is like a really bad ballad. See, <laughs> this is not the worst ballad on the album. And no, also, no, yeah, you're correct. It's not the worst, but it's bad. <laughs> a lot of these tracks are just incredibly simple, unoffensive, and merely existent. Yeah, they're... <laughs> Their vocal melodies are incredibly boring. Like, there are a lot of bands that we've covered where, like, most of most of their stuff sucks, but at least they have, like, a, some interesting vocal melodies. And when you're doing pop, like, that's actually a good plus, right? Like, uh, the All-American Rejects. I wouldn't classify them as a good band. Their production on their album was super fucking weird. But they had some good tunes, Right. They 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 don't even have that. Mess doesn't even have the good tunes. I'm 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 coming off way too hang angry on this. Um, I have no reason really to be angry at them. They're a forgotten band from whenever, and it's like, yeah, good on you. You made some money on music, but I really dislike this. It and my ears really don't like this. Uh, I will try to be less angry, but like, I'm not enjoying this. I did not enjoy listening to this record. I have to warn you, uh, my notes from this point on start getting much more surrealist because there's not a lot of interesting things to say about the song, so uh, I hope you like slam poetry. Um, go off. <laughs> Just warning you, but don't worry, I have some surprises in store once the record gets bad. It hasn't gotten bad yet? It hasn't. Which is why, and we're not there yet either, we're going to go on to track four, Night Alone. Usually, like, ask for a loan during the day, unless you're going to a very shady loan place. Tender lender. <laughs> I'm going to read you my incredibly brief <laughs> notes on Night Alone. Uh, what is the fuck? What the fuck are my notes for this? My one note for this it's um, it's a bad love wine, which I don't think means what I what I'm <laughs> no. reading right now. <laughs> Anyway, 
So I wrote, Is this a divorce song? Mommy and Daddy aren't splitting up because of you, Brett. Don't cry, you'll still see us both, kiddo. We're just gonna take turns. Anyhow, this is butt rock. <laughs> I don't think that this is a divorce song. This just seems like my my my, my, my significant other left me song. No, to me this has divorced child vibes. Eh. Especially this is my fault. I mean that that would also work in a normal relationship. Yeah, I'm not seeing it, Sybil, sorry. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, Night Alone is canonically their version of Blink 182's We're Divorced song. <laughs> the Blink 182 song the Blink 182 divorce song was way better than this. I don't know. I thought Adam's song was pretty awful. I work very hard on my music, I'll have you know. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, this is just like a really whiny song, and I don't call... Like, I like emo. I'm not the person who calls everything whiny. You kind of are. <laughs> I'm not. I like Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> You call things whiny every other week, my friend. Ah, that's not true. I'm sure someone run the numbers on that. I'm sure that's not true. If we want whiny, I could start singing something corporate again. <laughs> if you see Jordan. <laughs> see, now it's no, nowhere near as whiny. Let's go into Burning Bridges. It was a late Thursday night when I decided to write this song. Just me by wow, my dirty floor. Everyone's asleep, but the TV is still on. Debating the past three years, what I did right and wrong. So tell me, is this world we live in alright? Why does every conversation end in? Every fight keep us up all day and night Cause I ain't trying to see the sunrise today uh, That is the Ska song, right? Yes! They really like Sublime, I think? Okay. Okay. Adam, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I'm thinking, hmm... Maybe I forgot which song this is, because I don't remember it being Ska. But I also notably bad at figuring out what is and isn't Ska. You know, Ska is a state of mind. Uh, my, uh, yeah, this is bad. This is a bad Ska song. So, this is actually... This is a Jekyll and Hyde for me. Because most of it is one of my favorite tracks on the record. <laughs> How? I love it oh. sounds like Sublime. I'm going I'm to go there. I don't think it sounds like Sublime, which is why it's a Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Because I love the staccato chords at the start, and then it slowly lost me over the course of the song. So on my second listen, I went back and I was trying to figure out what's going on. What is it? The song has skyish, oingo boingoish vibes in a way I dig, until the chorus where they go from oingo boingo to three eleven. That's the name of our spin-off podcast, from oingo boingo to three eleven. But I think that's it. When they're doing the chorus, they're not doing a kind of funky ska. 
They're doing a kind of sleaze. It's not good. And then the outro is incredibly whiny. If you want a good song about burning bridges, uh, listen to the Wonder Years, the Bastard, the Vulture, the Wolves. Alrighty. That album is coming in 2013, so it will be one of the last thing we cover. And and I think it will be fitting if we get there, because I love that album by the Wonder Years so much. The Greatest Generation. I don't intend to die, so we should get there. I'm not sure about that myself. Also, you're in America, Sybil. I don't intend to die. You're in America. Um, What is... Yeah, David Bowie know. wrote songs about that. Anyhow, do you want to hear a bad Annie Lennox cover? Yeah. Let's talk about walking on broken glass. No, is it's it not. actually a cover or are you making it a is. joke? I make okay. you a joke about Annie Lennox's walking on broken glass. Yeah, yeah. Play tracking. that instead of this track. Let <laughs> me not play anything on this track. <laughs> I'm sitting here crying here. You run on and dying there waiting for bad news. Like walking on broken glass. No answers for what was asked. You're on the This is the song where it feels like they're trying to be... You can tell, you can see a lot about this record, but there's a lot of variety. Uh, they were trying to be Simple Plan, then they were trying to be Sublime. Uh, this is the song where they're trying to be Taking Back Sunday, except without any melodic ideas, without a charismatic vocalist, without like anything that made Taking Back Sunday like a really good band. Um, the verse is pretty standard emo stuff, and one of the worst chorus that I ever listened on this podcast is just like the cheesiest, most awful thing ever. Like, cause I know that I'll give my life for you. It's fucking cringe, dude. I mean... I hate this. Here's the thing you have to realize. This is definitely the point where my notes were starting to get more surrealist, because uh, at one point I mentioned, you have made a powerful enemy this day messed, but you started it. Probably based on the chorus, if I had to guess. Cause you know that I'll give my life for you. It's awful. <laughs> but I also have a question that is totally Ellie's fault in here. Okay. Which is, if you dipped Nixon and Brian, would he be Pickle Dick or Tricky Pick? I think both of those are likely to be a show that's picked up by Netflix and ca- Netflix and cancelled after a season. Hi, Morty. Morty, I'm Pickle Dick. <laughs> yes, sure. Adam, do you have thoughts? Um, I don't think that there were any AMVs with this song, but this is definitely the kind of song that people would make AMVs out of. Oh, yeah. Let's look yeah. up Mest on the AMV.org search. V- v- Vegeta and Bulma working on broken glass AMV? Oh, there's one set to Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Oh, of course. Of course. Aerith. <laughs> Aerith did literally give their life for them. She is literally Jesus. Let me see if this one that has 16 songs... 
also had... Oh, that's Jaded. Never mind. Yeah, there are 27 AMVs listed for Mest. Huh. All right. I hate how mean I am this episode. I don't want to be mean, but this record is bad. Stop being mean. <laughs> Stop being mean and start being surrealist like I am. Uh, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too depressed to be surrealist. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly the time you should be surrealist. Speaking uh, of surreal, your promise. Whose promise? The song. That's the name of track seven. I know, I was doing a bit. I know, I was doing the bit that is shooting down <laughs> you were, your you bit. Were, you were doing the counter bit, yeah. <laughs> Whose promise runs promise. Love having two O's that keep sandbagging every bit that I do. I was doing a run DMC bit. Okay. I have no excuse. My apologies. Feels like a sequel to Walking on Broken Glass lyrically, except there's a good transition. Like it transitioned very smoothly between the two songs, and the lyrics are talking about promises, shattered pieces, memories of nothing, tearing your insides. But there's a line in here that keeps getting me. Cowardly, you'll face this all alone. How is taking something on solo the coward's option? Hmm. No, I think they're describing this like a JRPG boss, and if you have a party so optimized you can one-punch man the guy with only your cleric alive, congrats, you're badass. I disagree with Mest. I think you should do more one-character runs, people listening to this. Go through all of FF12 and you only need Vaughn. He's <laughs> the, the, the worst character. But if you can do it, you should. Who's the who's the cool dude? Bash? Balthier. The cool also knight. Bosh. Bosh is I like Bosh. Balthier is good because he fucks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like him. I like Bash. <laughs> Bash clearly doesn't fuck. <laughs> that's true. Bosh has a beard that says I have never fucked. <laughs> what are we talking about anymore? <laughs> we're talking we're, we're talking about hit video game Final Fantasy twelve. Oh, I didn't play that one. That's good. That's one of the best ones. Well, you know how I feel about things that are good, Allie. <laughs> uh, anyhow, this song is bad. This song is bad, um, but it's not as bad as other things. They, if the last one was them trying to be taking bed Sunday, this this is sort of they're trying to be like strung out or alkaline trio. It's a battier, more rock song. It's not good, but you know. Doesn't make me angry. Uh, perfectly mediocre, unlike the previous song, which was really bad. Your promise feels spiteful from someone who didn't get carried on the homework by the smart kid. 
And then in the last third of the track, there's a weird ghost guitar playing that made me start wondering if Carol Ann needed to move into the light. <laughs> Adam, thoughts on this? Unironically, I like this one. It's fun. Okay. It got more interesting criticism out of me, which, again, is better than when I just have to start doing random tone poetry. <laughs> yeah. How about 2,000 miles? Did I miss your call again? No, you never called. It was a thought inside my head. Did I take the fall again? I should have paid attention to all the words you said. Because I lost today. I'm not okay. Heartbreak, a fake smile, and 2,000 miles. I took my car. And I would have walked to 1,000 miles, and I would walk 1,000 more. I wish we were talking about the Proclaimers. <laughs> okay, so fun fact, I actually have a note about the Proclaimers in... <laughs> oh no, the Pretenders. I have a note about the Pretenders, okay. not the Proclaimers. Different back. Never Very different Yeah. Band. Yeah, sorry. Different track. Uh, never mind. But... Uh, this is just like a really bad blank track. I don't have much else to say. Almost the shortest song on the record. It's all right. It starts the same way as Kendrick Lamar's Compton, which made me start wondering what would happen if these dudes did a collaboration with Dre. Bad things, I imagine. I suspect that Ellie has just cut forward in time to right now because my Dre impression was deemed too terrible for the podcast, so thank you for that. <laughs> They're speechless. <laughs> Everyone is speechless. <laughs> anyway uh, the lyrics on this one are pretty bad did I miss your call again no you never called it was a thought inside my head cause I lost today I'm not okay heartbreak a fake smile and 2000 miles but again as Sybil said this is short I think the biggest fault a lot of this song have is that they're so long I, I think this is also too long this could have all of this song should have been two minutes. Um, I cannot, this is one of the shortest, whatever. It's a bad Blink song. Speaking of things that sound like they could be armor in a JRPG or a CRPG, Shell of Myself. trans song. Is it? Yeah. Didn't, didn't we kill that bit? No, because they're talking about being a shell of yourself that you can't see, and there's feelings of fear inside of you, as well as the blood that we both spilled in the night that we shared, which is shared blood, which is menstrual. This is a trans mask song. I'll take it. <laughs> see? We have approval. Uh, yeah, this record is long. That's my only note on that. Yeah, I feel like this song could be a bit shorter, 
Um, but I don't hate it. I think Ellie is just being mean. The thing is, this is where I started grappling with myself, going, what is the worst track on this album? And by this point, I could not find a low point. The worst track I had thus far was boring. It's by the numbers production with nothing dragging it down below that, sometimes being lifted up by a bit of camp. Yeah. Mm. Now, we're about to come to the part where I savage it, but we're not there yet. Next song? No, Lost, Broken, and Confused is another short track, also a little bit fast, but as a bonus, it also gave me the question, what if a beholder fucked? <laughs> no, 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 no. Again, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will find plenty of answers to that question on DeviantArt, but they're <laughs> not the topic of this podcast. You can definitely do your own research time on that. <laughs> See if it awakens something. This is fine, but not a topic of this podcast. <laughs> Uh, I need brain bleach. <laughs> also, according to the lyrics, if I take them very literally, the entirety of this track is about how your purely functional orgasm has left my worldview in pieces. What? Yeah. What is a purely functional orgasm? I mean, it's just talking about how it's not very good sex, but lost, broken, and confused should not be the aftermath of that. Okay. Uh, this song sounds like Crush 40, but not a fan. In his girl, I have not at all. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, Sybil. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this is my Chaos album. Just this one? Yeah. You're one and only... So you're not allowed to be Chaos on every other album. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that on this one, my entropy is turned up to about a thousand percent. Chance of a lifetime. The end of the world's in front of me. Hard to believe. All I see. It comes too close but pulls away To let me stay another day It's one chance in your lifetime But it won't be the last time It seems as always the next hill to climb Oh, yeah, band string from pop-punk. Like, no, I don't think pop-punk is allowed to have strings anymore. This is terrible. This is terrible. They're trying to do an Oasis thing. He's even trying to do the Gallagher voice. Um, He shouts to make it more dramatic, but he cannot even shout because he's trying to make the Gallagher voice and shouting, and that's too much multitasking for him. This song is genuinely awful. This song, this song is like a really mediocre band trying to karaoke Don't Look Back in Anger, but without even the cool, like, you know, tune of Don't Look Back in Anger. The song is so... Why are they trying to be Oasis? 
This song makes me really angry and confused. I, I knew we were all going to hate this one for different reasons, but all hate yeah. it. This is, they're crying to be Oasis for no reason. Don't, 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 don't. Ban strings from pop punk. No more strings for pop punk. You don't deserve that. It is an acoustic ballad out of nowhere, and the song never starts. He goes less hard than screaming infidelities. <laughs> Yikes. It's true. There's no... Nothing above... I'm sitting here, strum a guitar, and I'm speaking words. Yeah, but he tries to shout in the second verse. And but he, he fails. Doesn't, he, fails. Yeah, he doesn't he even get one bit of anger. It's just a very bland chant. And it's three minutes of that. There's no escalation. There's no climax. It's just dun 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 over and over with nothing. This song has uh, 190,076 plays on uh, Spotify total. If it weren't for the bonus tracks, this would be the worst track on the album. How about Return to Self-Loathing, finally? Oh, it's the story of my life. This is the story of a girl who, wait a second, this is the wrong band. That song is much better than anything on this record. I will have that stuck in my head for the next month. <laughs> that song is like a fucking earworm. It is. Also, my mother used to sing it, like, all the time. Oh, stuck in my head. Anyhow, um, return to self-loathing. It exists. This song feels like being in a time loop. It's Lucy pulling the football away from you over and over. The lyrics are a loop of the same sentences. The song is four minutes. It actually has a fake out ending with a fade out and fade back in three minutes in. The whole thing is like a sick cosmic joke, like they were trying to create a stable, self-referential, messed-inside-of-messed, self-mested code. It's awful. But it has an interesting bridge, so I can't completely call it the worst thing on the album, especially directly after Chance of a Lifetime. But who the hell thought the phony ending was a good idea? It's too long, for sure. You, you thought it was Return of Self-Loathing? It's Return of the King. No, because I don't even get orcs and misogyny. <laughs> My two favorite things. <laughs> That's probably going to be the episode quote for this, and I've already damned myself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a little bit of orcs and misogyny? Mm -hmm. So, do you want to know how much of a nothing band Mest is? Sure. The final track on this record, Paradise, 122nd and Highland, doesn't even have lyrics transcribed on Genius. It doesn't. 
It's just a blank page. Uh, that's the one that I said starts sounding like the pretenders in the middle. For some reason, it ends on a dude doing a Muppet voice. So this is eight. This is technically eight minutes. It contains a bonus track. It contains two. It contains two bonus tracks. I only listened to one. You can. Oh, is the second one the skit? Yes. Oh yeah. I I need to listen to that because I forgot. Uh this is not Paradise. is not even the worst song of the record, but it goes on for like. Four minutes. Paradise is another one that has a really interesting opening, and then someone begins speaking, and the whole moment is shot. Yeah, the the vocal tunes are terrible. This is not even one of the worst songs, but again, they have two minutes of song here, and they stretch it out for like three minutes thirty. I yeah, they I I I think they're not aware that they're a punk band. I think there's they just don't know that punk is a genre that exists and they're within that genre and it's a genre generally characterized by very short songs. <laughs> I think no one ever told them that they're a punk band. So they just make long songs. And part of this track sounds like the pretenders back on the chain gang in the middle, which is a weird thing to quote. It is, but when do you ever quote something that's not weird, Seba? Reasonable question to oppose me with, yes. This is my story and here's how it goes. Don't tell nobody cause nobody knows. The government says what I did was wrong. Then how come it felt so right? Time and time it happened again. Years went by and she lost all her friends. Nowhere to turn and nowhere to run. She thought that her life was I looked in her eyes and all I could see was fucking pain and misery. So we are paradise, we are many. Who listened to 25 to life? Did we all listen to that? I, I, did, d- I did. I wish I didn't. <laughs> Where they go full sublime. It's just, it's just, it's them trying again. A lot of the songs are them trying to be other bands, like in all of the worst records that we listen to. And they're just trying to write a sublime track. Um, Goldfinger's Feldman? What is his name? Adam Feldman? What is his name? What the fuck is his name? Give me the name of the, the transphobe. What's the name of the transphobe, Sybil? <laughs> Hold on. I just typed in the words Goldfinger Man. I hope you know. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it turns out that got me the name of Auric Goldfinger. That's not nearly as helpful as it should be. Well, uh, that, John that Feldman? Is technically the, yeah, John Feldman. That is the Goldfinger man. Yeah, uh, I thought that was going to give me the lead singer. My bad. Uh, John Feldman, he co-wrote this song. Do you know that John Feldman what? co-wrote this song? What? He co-wrote 25 to Life? I think so. Let me look back at the Wikipedia entry for the record, but I think he wrote that. There's no Wikipedia entry for the record. There is. I was looking what? at it earlier. I yeah. didn't see it at all. It was messed by messed. How the fuck did I miss this? <laughs> uh, I see composer, engineer, guitar mixing, producer, vocals, but with no specific track credit. Uh, no, there's... Uh, there's look at the thing that I linked to you. There's writers. On all of these songs. 
The problem is I don't know if that's for the hidden track or not. Oh, that's fair. No, no, it's specific. It's specific. That's fair. No, it doesn't have credits for Paradox. Yeah, it's just for both of them. So yeah, you go the way. I would believe that the Goldfinger guy wrote this. Um, I wouldn't believe it. Also, like, one of the songs has been co-written with... A, a couple of the songs have been co-written with uh, Joel Madden of the Good Charlotte, which I can... Benji Madden, I guess. Uh, Benji Madden from Good Charlotte, which tracks. Definitely tracks. Um, Anyhow, um... So this is the track where someone gleefully talks about murdering someone and marrying the widow? I, I guess the implication is they're murdering her abuser, like she's probably like in an abusive like relationship. I I don't think it's morally repulsive in that it tries to make it pretty clear that like he's doing a good thing like it makes it pretty clear that like she's like in a, with a shitty abusive husband and shit i don't know if it does it says that she makes her cry or whatever no what he says is he kicks in her door with a gun in his hand says i'll take you away i'll take you away from your pain and quote her face showed a smile in her eyes, which is like, the way this song is written makes it sound like a complete psychopath is like, yeah, she loved it. She loved it when I decided to murder her husband and take her on the run. Oh, okay, my reading was like, my, my reading was more generous. But even with that reading, this sucks. <laughs> like, even with that reading, there is some like edgy fucking bullshit that, um. It is basically. The chorus and uh, it's basically the guitar riffs from, and I hate that I'm referencing this song again on this show, Date Rape by Sublime. It's the same cadence. It's the same style of storytelling. It fucking sucks. And then the skit. Okay, tell me about the skit because I didn't listen to I don't remember it. I listened to it and I don't remember it. I can't tell if it's homophobia or just making fun of, like, a specific 60s style of pushing up glasses nerd. But it's talking in this voice the whole time and, like, oh, yeah, just all the other guys in the band are doing things. And, yeah, you know, these two are spending a lot of time together. And It just keeps going with that voice and the guy is cracking himself up doing it. And there's lines that I, I really can't tell if it's supposed to be. Oh, yes, they are doing the homosex. Or just, oh, yeah, they got all kinds of secret little shames, but it's I'm not embarrassed by it because I don't know anything about what's going on because I'm just a huge clueless nerd. It you could know, go either pro way. Props to them to not have the skits in the middle of the record, which is the worst thing anyone can do. Like, I don't know. I think uh, ending on this is pretty bad. Uh, I'd rather have the skits at the end than in the middle. Easier to skip them if they're at the end. Mm -hmm. I have to listen to the whole thing for this show. So it just takes me out on the worst possible note.
Speaking of taking us out at the worst, with the worst possible note, final thoughts on this record. <laughs> Fuck the back half. Otherwise, it's pretty okay. I think it's just a, it, it, it's bland. It's bad. It's simple plan without the self-awareness and without the talent. I think simple plan for whatever you can tell them. They wrote a couple of good songs. <laughs> Which is not something that I get to say about meth. I am so glad that listening to this album makes you like Simple Plan more. Like, that was my it, plan it, all along. It, it does, it does, it does. It's like Simple Plan is coherent, at least. Simple Plan doesn't have a track where they're trying to sound like Oasis. Um, yeah, no, I, no, no. This is a 1.5 out of 5, this is down there with the worst thing that we listen for this show. Um, it's less, more, like, even if it's probably there's like a lot of fucking misogyny and shit on this record, the writing is so bad that I cannot even get angry at that. Like, I can get angry at, like, SR71 for the content, because they sound like adults and they should know better. Meth doesn't sound like they should know better. Meth is like, okay, you're lucky that you can write. That's fine. You can. You're. You're allowed to be a misogynist. Um, I don't think you. You could even like get to the thought or not be that. So that's fine. Um, God, I'm mean today. <laughs> Adam, Adam, share your non-mean thoughts. Ah, uh, I mean, I think that the uh, first half of it or so is pretty good, and then the last bit of it is, you know, not great. <laughs> I'm very curious about what we have next week. What do we have next week? Next week, we are covering Between the Never and the Now by Vendetta Red. Sure. <laughs> uh... Okay, well, I guess Ellie's done. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what that is. I'm sure it is a record that exists. I'm sure that we'll listen to it. Uh, it is listed as emo, screamo, and a few other things. And I'm also very curious by the fact that they opened for ACDC, got angry at the crowd being very homophobic, and so the singer went out into the crowd and started kissing men. I love this so, dude. <laughs> let's, I'm let's already go. very let's curious go. where this is going. Let's fucking go. That's shit rules. I thought you'd like that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Also, Go. I gotta say, if you give me an emo band that has a track named Accident Sex, I'm in. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's also only a 40-minute album. Uh, let's go to the ending bit. Same song, different chorus. So this was an episode. If you want to find us, you can go at getoutofthistown.com. Yes. Hey, I didn't even mention 9-11 this week. <laughs> you, you, Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. All of our stuff is there. Do you have anything to plug, Sebel? 
You can find all of the other shows I do, as well as my writing works and many other things at hellscaper.com. Do you have anything to plug, Adam? Not yet. And I'm, as always, ACC The Moon on Twitter, and if you want to support us, we do not have a Patreon. But if you go on my Twitter, I'm doing the one la- one game for, I talk about one game for every like you give my post on the Twitter. So if you want to support us, just go like my post. I have like 10 more games to talk. Sybil is doing it too. Go like Sybil's one too. She talks about weird shit. She talks about Sybil shit. On oh, word? One. I talked about Blade Kitten? I don't know. Yeah. I just saw the one about the MMO that was terrible. And the what? Game Marvel that... Heroes was great! <laughs> yeah, but it was broken. Uh, and the it was one broken, about the, that's what about, made it great! The, the one about the Mayan shooter that got rebranded as a space shooter, that was interesting. Yes! Goodbye! Bye-bye! Bye! 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 Your image down was terrified.